Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident masshole, Ian Cusick, joined by my good friend, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. Bryce, how are we doing tonight, my man? I'm doing great. All right, great. Let's get this started. So uh, first on the agenda, we're going to be talking MLB, and we're going to be talking about the MVP race that's going on right now for the AL and NL. Uh, I think let's start off with the American League, because I feel like it's kind of, it, I wouldn't say set in stone, but... We've got a good idea as to who will be the AL MVP and who are the front runners for that award. So yeah, I, that. I would say uh, my my MVP candidates for the AL. Uh, I'd say Mookie Betts is one. I would put uh, JD probably two, and three. I'm going to tie between Trout and Jose Ramirez because I think one could overtake the other in these next uh, these next games. But uh, those would be my picks. Alright, so I sort of agree. I've got Mookie Betts at 1, and I've got J.D. Martinez at 2. But I think Jose Ramirez right now is kind of the front runner for the number 3 spot. I feel like he's kind of easy, an easy way, he's an easy pick for me right now. He's, uh, yeah. he's been kind of sneaky good this season. You know, you think of like mean, elite players in the MLB, you don't really think of him, but he's having a great season right now, and I think he gets that recognition. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, for me to not put Trout there, you know? It's hard to... Like, say that Trout isn't a top three player in the AL, let alone the MLB this year, but that is kind of the truth. He has been a little off for Mike Trout standards this year, so, you know, it's just uh, something we maybe have to hopefully not get used to, but we'll see. Yeah, I think he's just having an off year. I don't think he's, like, in decline or anything, because he's still in, like, his, like, early to mid-20s, so it's not like... It's not like he's, you know, getting old or anything. I think he's just having a fear compared to his baseball, usual. Baseball is weird, though. People fall off a lot earlier in baseball. It depends. Sometimes you can fall off at 45, and other times you could fall off at 25. So, never know with baseball. Right, right. All right, so Mookie Betts. He's batting 340 right now, but he's also been kind of on the sliding. He's also been sliding a bit, okay? He was like batting 350 yeah. a couple weeks ago. He I mean, down. he's sliding and he's still hitting 340. So what does that say? I mean, that's just he's he's in a slump and yet he's still insane. leading the MLB in batting average by a good yeah. amount. I don't. I just think it's his man. We can say who who we want for two and three. I just think Mookie Betts is the MVP this year. Yeah, I think if we, if the season were to end today, I'd still say Mookie Betts is MVP. But JD Martinez batting 333. 38 runs, both of those second in the MLB. JD is on fire. He is. But the reason I would say, and I think voters would um, would take Mookie over JD, is because Mookie, and this is just how it is, Mookie's played in the field. JD rarely is out in the field. Yeah. So, So I think they'll take that into consideration when you vote for MVP. It's like, well, Mookie does his job in the outfield, and he can swing the bat. JD kind of just you know swings the bat, and that's not a knock. I mean, DH for JD is a perfect position. Yeah, I agree. But I think when it comes to MVP voting, I don't think voters would be like they kind of look at DH. Like, do we really want to give MVP with DH? Mm, probably not. So I think Mookie will end up uh, taking MVP. Yeah, that, over totally, JD. that totally makes sense. But um, I think one thing that JD could really do to like you know boost his odds of winning MVP is if he wins the triple crown. You know he's he leads the MLB in RBIs right now with 109, 
and he's second in the MLB in home runs and batting average. Just today, he was taken over by Chris Davis of the Oakland A's with 39. So he's one behind in that, and he's batting seven points behind Mookie Betts at 333. So potentially, JD, if he goes on a really hot streak, or if Chris Davis and Mookie just start slumping even harder, and JD just overtakes them in those, he could very easily win the Triple Crown this season, and then he's going to start getting some serious consideration for well, MVP. Yeah, I mean, Triple Crown is, I mean, that's, I would totally consider him, a, I mean, I already consider him two, but if he wins Triple Crown, then I don't know how, I don't know how MVP voting's going to go. It just looks like the Red Sox have either MVP this year, which sucks so bad for me, but, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah, I want to point out that uh, the last time someone won the Triple Crown was Miguel Cabrera back in 2012. He did win MVP in the American League that season. He was batting yes. uh, 330 with 44 home runs and 139 RBIs. I think JD is on pace for something like 45 home runs if he keeps batting 333 and like 136 or something RBIs or something like that. So that's similar numbers, so... You never know. I mean, yeah, but Miguel was playing the field back then, too. He was, yeah. So, he still does, I think. I don't really keep up with the Tigers, but, you know, I th I'm pretty sure he still plays in the field. I think he does, too. Um, Jay, listen, man. <laughs> man, I said 12 years ago. It was six years ago. Six years ago, uh, Mookie and JD seasons would have been better than those. And... One of them has to win MVP this year, so yeah, it's just it's it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy how far baseballs come since six years ago because it doesn't even seem that long ago. But we have—I don't think we've had a triple crown winner since Miguel six years ago, right? No, that so, was the last one, twenty twelve. I don't think we'll get one this year either, but uh, maybe we'll get one soon. Yeah, it's very possible. I. Being a Boston fan and all, I do like to think that uh, J.D. Martinez could do the Triple Crown, but I'm not 100% sure that he will. Probably not this season. year. I don't see why he couldn't. It's. I just don't know it, if he will. It's close this year, but I just don't see Mookie slumping much longer. He might pass Chris Davis in home runs. I could see that happening. But I don't think he can pass Mookie in batting average. Even though it's close, I think Mookie's going to pick it back up eventually. Yeah, obviously as a fan of the Red Sox, I hope Mookie Betts doesn't slump too much. I mean, you don't want to see your leadoff guy batting like 3 for 30 at any no. point. I actually saw something today. Uh, this is kind of off topic about the Red Sox. But uh, I saw a tweet today that said, um, oh, it had stats. Greg Bird has had um, three separate two-for-20 uh, slumps this season. And I kind of just thought about it. And it's like, wow, we really didn't... The Yankees really didn't trade for a first baseman other than Voight at the deadline. I don't understand why. Um, Do you? No, I have no clue why. I mean, Greg Bird... I mean, Greg Bird, he's had some points where he's been pretty good. I mean, when? I wouldn't say uh, he had that one series against Boston where he like tore up the pitching at one point, and he had like three home runs in like Listen, I think it was the second uh, New York when series. Three, two, two for twenty slumps in three separate months during the year. Yeah, that's that's not good. 
That's not good at all. That's terrible. Yeah, that's really not good. Man, I just don't understand why the Yankees do things. They just don't trade for free. They, the last time the Yankees have had a good first baseman was like Mattingly. We haven't had, and maybe Giambi. I guess Giambi. I mean, Giambi was, was more, pretty good. He was more like hitting, though. You know, he wasn't really great in the field or anything. So, I don't know. I just feel like we need a first baseman. Yeah, hey, Greg Cash, if you're listening to this. Yeah, come on the show, please. I would. We'd love to have yeah, Brian I'd love, Cashman. I'd love, I'd love to discuss uh, some damage with Brian Cashman. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to just. I would probably just clap at you for the uh, Chapman trade you made with this with the Cubs. <laughs> I, I would just bow down because that was just a heist. Um, but realistically. Yeah, AL MVP should be Mookie's. I don't think anything's going to change in these next uh, 30 games-ish. So Yeah, barring any crazy tears by any of the players we've mentioned, not named Greg Bird. Yeah. I think. Not, not named Greg Bird. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> Bird's out. Greg Bird was out of this race after like the first series of the season. <laughs> yeah, uh, this should be Mookie's award to lose at this point. About gold glove though, who do you think gets the outfield gold gloves? Well, they have three of them, so they have a center fielder, center fielder, and a right fielder. Left fielder, I think it's gotta be uh, Kevin Pillar or Jackie Bradley Jr. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, the two best defensive give, outfielders in baseball. They might give center field to like Trout again, just cause. I really hope not, cause Pillar and JBJ have both been making crazy plays in the outfield. Yeah, I know. Pilar has been in, insane this year, and the white, I can't remember his name, even though he oh, that, oh, wait. robbed two home runs against the Yankees in two games, but he, I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't keep up with the White Sox that much, so I don't really know what he's done, oh, but... This, uh, there was that dude on the uh, the Indians, too, I don't know, I don't think he's going to make it, he, I don't think he's going to be uh, the gold glove for center field, but he made some really nice catches against the Red Sox, like Mitch Moreland hit like a 410-foot bomb to a dead center, so it wasn't out of Fenway. But he just makes some, like, Willie Mays-style sliding while, like, hatting oh, his back to the ball. And it was just insane. Like, you can't even be mad at something like that, because that's just, like, a play. I don't, listen, I, Gold Glove, Pilar and Jackie Bradley Jr. probably do deserve the Gold Gloves. I don't know who they'd give the third one to, but... Uh, we'll see. Yeah, what I kind of hope they do is, like... They're either, I think right field could... They might put Jackie Bradley Jr. at right field because he's also played a good amount of games at right field, too. But then again, there's also Mookie Betts, who's been defensively an animal in right field. So maybe... I, I don't even know how to, like, determine... Yeah, I don't know. Gold Glove's kind of weird, and it's kind of... I don't know. I don't even know how they vote for Gold Glove. Is it just, like... Do they take their fielding percentage, I think it is? Um... I think the fielding percentage definitely goes into it. I mean, I would assume it would, but I think it's sort of just like MVP where like they have like people vote on them. Right. I don't know how they'd even determine that, though. I mean, they've just been... And there's defensively in the outfield, it's kind of just, you know... It's hard to be incredible, but Jackie Bradley Jr. and Kevin Pillar have both been outstanding, so they'll probably take home two of the three. Yeah, that, I mean, that would make sense. I wouldn't be upset if JBJ didn't get it in place of Kevin Pillar because Pillar's been having a great defensive season, been making insane catches, looking like Superman out there in Toronto. 
It does. So yeah, I would I wouldn't be upset about that. All right, I want to hear your picks for NL MVP. NL MVP is a little more difficult because everyone in all like the people that are really shining right now are in the American League. I mean, not to not to knock anyone in the National League. You know, there's still some really talented players there, but when you compare it to like who's really hot in the AL right now, it, it's easy for them to get overshadowed. So right. I think I think uh, NL MVP right now is Matt Carpenter. You know, mm. he's hammering the ball. He's homered like a ton the last week or so, and he's hitting moonshots at out in St. Louis. It's he would be probably my pick for NL MVP right now. But well, here's the thing about Matt Carpenter is like the first month of the year he was really bad. Like he had a terrible April. And he hit a, an average May, but ever since May, he has just been on fire. Right. So, it's really, for me, there's only like two people that can win MVP. And it's between Matt Carpenter and Javier Baez. And I don't really know who I'd give it to, because they're just so close that it's just like, you could really give it to either of them. Right, yeah. I think, I don't know, because I love Baez. I, everybody in baseball does. Yeah, you can't hate a guy like Baez. I, Baez is awesome. But Matt Carpenter has just been lethal at the plate. So, I don't... Man, it's tough. Because Baez is, you know... he isn't. He's not a home run guy, but he has way more RBIs. And I think he's hitting a little better, too, like average-wise. Obviously, he doesn't have the uh, OPS or the uh, home runs that Carpenter does. But still, I mean, he's something else. They've both been something else this year. Yeah, Baez is batting uh, 295 this season. Carpenter's only batting 270. Yeah. But like you I... said, Baez is, or Carpenter's just hitting way more, way more long balls than him. So, uh,. Maybe. I don't know, because it's like, they've both been so great. It's like you could just give it to either one. It's kind of even. Maybe they'll base it off of where their teams finish, which happens in the NBA. It happened this year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think... Uh... But I don't know, because it normally doesn't happen like that in baseball. They normally just give it to the best player, no matter how bad the team is. Because Stanton won it last year, and the the Marlins sucked. So yeah, well, Stanton almost also almost hit like what sixty home runs. He was like, he had like oh 59. yeah, Stanton was on on fire last year. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He was clearly the best player in the league, but in the NL, but his team sucked. Yeah. So, but they don't really in baseball. They really don't. It's individual performance. So, they might give it to Carpenter, but I feel like if it's super close and the Cubs do better overall, I think they'll give it to Baez. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And frankly, I probably agree with you because I think the Cubs are set up to win the division right now. So that might just be the case, and Baez does win MVP because of that. But um, maybe Matt Carpenter just goes on a tear, and he might just snatch it from Baez. Who knows? I mean, he might. There's not really a clear winner there. It's just like, you know, 
whoever right now, but one of them could go on a tear. I mean, both of them been hot for a lot of the year. So, yeah, we'll I don't see. know. If you, I don't know if you saw this earlier, but um, I believe it was by ba- I believe Baez uh, in his game tonight. He hit like a yeah, he hit a eighty foot yeah four eighty <sighs> plus. That is difficult to do. Believe me. Yeah. Um. Oh my yeah. God. He he hit a absolute moonshot tonight. That so. was one of the hardest hit balls I've seen this season. And this is from oh, a guy who's been probably. watching JD Martinez. It was probably up there. Seeing a lot of balls hit by guys like Giancarlo Stanton. That was. I don't think Stanton's hit one that far. He's hit one hard. He's, 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 hit, he's had some far. good exit velocity, but I don't know how far Stanton yeah, nobody, ca- nobody cares about exit velocity. We care about distance. Distance is the only thing we care about here. I, I think we should. I think we should at least acknowledge exit velocity when it's hit when it's right, hit it like ex- 122 ex- miles right, per right. hour. It exists. There, I acknowledged it, but we care about distance here. Fair enough. All right. Exit so velocity. keeping in the National well, League, uh, we're going to talk about Bryce Harper and the Nationals. The yeah. Nationals. Um, I want to like. I just don't understand what happened. They all they put three players that are very good on waivers for for what I know no reason. I don't know why they did this. They put Daniel Murphy on waivers, and he actually got traded. Um, they put Bryce Harper on waivers, and he he got picked up, but he didn't get traded or anything. And I think it was Matt Adams was the third one. Uh, I think you're right, Matt Adams. And I don't know. I can't remember if he got uh, dealt or not. But um, Yeah, Matt Adams went to St. Louis. Okay. So that's three players that are very good, and they just let, they let go for no reason. Well, two, technically. But, but I think this pretty much confirms the fact that Bryce Harper is out of there next year. Yeah, I It has so. to. I mean, what would he stay for now? He has no reason to stay. They've got very little to offer him. In, except for you know a potentially huge contract, but why would you want to stay at a team like the Nationals? I think he cares more about the contract, playoffs, where he could go to a team like the Yankees or someone else who's a I contender. He, I don't think he's going to go to the Yankees. I don't think he's going to go to the Yankees, but I think they're the team that'd be in the best position to go for him with all the yeah, uh, maybe the money. Oh, we got that money, bro. We got that cash room money. Yeah, literally. It was just it's a bottomless pit. Buy everybody we want, except the first baseman. <laughs> hey, maybe Bryce Harper can learn how to play first base. No, I doubt it. I mean, if we get, if we let's let's pretend the Yankees do get Bryce Harper for a second. That's three right fielders. <laughs> Judge, Stan, and Bryce Harper are all technically right fielders, and there's one DH. So who would DH? Um, I would guess. Probably. I would guess probably Stanton, right? Stanton or Harper. Judge Judge is fine in the outfield. He could play there. So I mean, where would you put Harper left? I, you can put Harper in left, left field. field. Then and then keep Hicks in center, I guess. So Gardner would have to come off the bench. I mean, oh my goodness! I don't even want to think about the overflow of outfielders we'd have if we if we did get Harper. 
It would be fun to watch Harper stand and judge, though. That would be terrifying. Oh that is God. a terrifying 3-4-5, but... Good Lord. Just imagine, just imagine, like, you're just some pitcher, you're pitching in your MLB debut against the Yankees, and your third batter you're playing, you're facing is Bryce Harper, your number four is Aaron Judge, and your number five is Giancarlo Stan. Yeah, that's not fun. That's a lot of long balls. Yeah, that, that would be a lot of home runs. Um, Harper, I don't know. Because the Dodgers picked up Harper, right? Technically speaking. Did they? I didn't they, see yes, I think Yes, I think it was the Dodgers got Harper. So, but he didn't go. But where is a realistic landing spot? A realistic landing spot? I, I mean, Chicago, maybe? Yeah, maybe the May- Cubs. I mean, work. maybe even the Dodgers, too. It's like... I think could the Dodgers a- could make a go for it if they don't keep Machado, but I don't think a team... Yeah, they got to get rid of somebody they picked up at the deadline if they want Harper. I think Machado would be the odd man out there if they try to go after or, uh, Harper. Well, maybe. I mean... We've talked, we talked about it last time, the overflow of infielders they have. Because it's like they got Dozier now, they got Machado, Justin Turner, Seeger. I mean, it's just a lot of infielders. Can't put them all in the infield at once. Right. I don't, you know, that's. There's just so much you'd have to ask about that. Because now, if Harper goes to the Dodgers. They probably have to get rid of Machado, so now where does Machado go? I don't know, man. Wherever whoever pays him, I guess. He he'll just probably play for money. Maybe he'll play for a playoff spot because he's been kind of just like on the Orioles for a long time and has never really played postseason baseball. So maybe he'll go to a contender. Maybe the Yankees. Maybe he's destined to be a Yankee. Good God. I don't even know where we put him either, man. Well, probably third, but, I mean, that would... Then now where do you put Andahar? Exactly, that's what I'm saying, (laughs) who might win AL Rookie of the Year, so... I don't know, I've been been seeing, you know, when when Yankees Twitter pops up on my timeline, I have been seeing some people talk about putting Andahar at first base to solve the Greg Bird problem. Can he play first base, though? I, I don't even know. I don't know if he can, I mean, he could probably learn, but... That would be nice. I mean, finally have a first baseman that's kind of talented. Even though Andrew Hart is not really the best fielder, but he's probably just better than Bird overall, so I'd take it. Yeah, that might, would, that might make the most sense in the long-term picture, but that's even if the Yankees want to go after Machado. Yeah. I don't know. That's another topic. AL Rookie of the Year and NL Rookie of the Year. Like, NL Rookie of the Year, I have no... Oh, it's between, like, Soto and Acuna. I and think, I think to, I'd give it to Acuna. I'd give it to Acuna. Yeah, I would give it to Acuna. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah. he's been crazy on fire. He hit another home run tonight. I don't even know yes, how many he, he has this season. I don't remember the number, but he has a lot. He's <laughs> insane. Uh, AL, AL's between Gleiber... And Anduar for me. I mean, nobody really else is. Yeah, there haven't really been that them. many rookies that have been standing out. It's, I think Anduar just kind of wins it there. I think Anduar because Gleyber has been really cold since he came back from his injury. 
you gotta remember, Gliber was an all-star, technically. He just hurt and didn't play in the game. Gliber did make the all-star team. That's that's true, he did. But he's been kind of cold since, so I'm, I'd probably go Andujar if I had the vote right now. But that's close, too. Because Andujar has been on fire with the bat. He has, he has. He's been drilling the ball lately. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, I think, I mean, Soto's been great. But I just I'd give it to Acuna's because he's yeah, what Acuna's so doing right good. now, he's he's just tearing up the ball in Atlanta, and you know when when you get people intentionally throwing at you because you're so hot, that says a lot about you. Yeah, yeah, it does. As a rookie too. Yeah, as a rookie. All right. Well, I think uh, we can we can start talking football, which is uh, all right. Football uh, so very interesting right now. Last um, week we talked the AFC divisional picks, and yes. that was pretty. The AFC is pretty straightforward, but uh, yes. NFC a little more leeway there, a little more All things right. we can talk about because I feel before, like it's a little more interesting than the AFC. Before we start, I just want to uh, mark this down: the Cleveland Browns tonight defeated the Philadelphia Eagles five to zero in a preseason game. Yeah, that's I don't not the care. I don't against the Philadelphia Phillies. No, I don't that's, care that the Eagles lost to the Browns. It's just the fact that it was five to zero, and Nick Foles was terrible. Patriots Nick, Twitter joke of the week: Where was this Nick Foles back in February? Yeah, yeah, he threw two picks tonight. So, uh, we might we're going to talk divisional picks, but I might have to bring up uh, the question about Nick Foles. So let's start with the uh, the NFC East, actually, because yeah. I feel like that's kind of straightforward, and I think the Eagles win the division. Yeah, it's, I think it's the really not close. I don't think it's close either. I mean, listen, all my rivals have to be winning the division, of course. <laughs> the Red Sox, the Eagles, the Celtics, everybody's just got to be stunting on us, but. Uh, the Eagles are the most well-rounded team, and that might just be in the NFC and the whole league. Maybe not, but you know you could probably make some debates for other teams, but they're certainly the most well-rounded team in the NFC East. The Cowboys are going to be mediocre per usual. It's, you know They'll finish second, I think, at probably 8-8-ish eight eight per, per usual. Uh, it kind of sucks for them. And great for me that they have younger Tony Romo playing quarterback. But, <laughs> you know, uh, the Redskins will probably finish third, and my Giants will tank again and will draft a tight end early in the draft. That's You're not feeling I, Evan Ingram? No, but we don't draft for need. So we'll probably just get another wide out or something. I don't mind Ingram, but, I mean, he's good. I'll take him. He's solid. It's hard to find a solid tight end in the league now, so I'll take Evan Ingram. Yeah, um, I think the Eagles do kind of have the NFC East one at this point, unless, like, the Cowboys surge, because, you know, it is going to be an even year, so it seems like the Cowboys, in recent memory, have been having their better seasons when it's an even year. So um, it could be a possibility that the Cowboys will surge this year. Maybe Zeke will have one of his uh, 2016 seasons. Zeke needs to have like three times his 2016 season. 
if they want to even scrape a wild card spot. Listen, they're I'm I've I've watched the Cowboys for a long time, okay? And I can tell you this. Every year their fans think they are a threat. And I promise you they are not. They are not a threat to anybody but themselves. Jerry Jones is one of the most delusional owners in football, and that's the truth. He literally cares more about if you're kneeling or not than if you're good at football. He he will go out of his way to make sure that he wins and the NFL loses. He's deluded. The man's deluded. Dak Prescott is a Walmart brand Alex Smith without the accuracy. Zeke Zeke is good, but they lost the lineman, which sucks yeah. for them. Prayers and it to does Travis Frederick. Yes, that was, yes. That, that's shitty what happened to Travis Frederick. My Frederick's. aunt's got an autoimmune disease, kind of like what he's got right now, and that shit is just awful. Yeah, so. that's awful. I'm not going to say anything negative about him. Prayers I do, like, Frederick and his family. I do like Travis Frederick, so you know he's a good guy. That's sad that he has to probably miss a lot of time. But it's still the truth that that line's now weaker. And Zeke, I mean, Zeke's not bad, but it takes a lot to be really good with a below-average line, which I kind of think they have now when they lose Frederick. So, I don't know. And their defense is is doo-doo, and that's always has been. Jerry Jones refuses to sign defenders, bro. It's just it's hilarious. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence is going to need to carry that defense if they want any hope. Yeah, him success. and Sean Lee. <laughs> Sean Lee for the five games they'll get out of him before he inevitably yeah, goes down to some Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just how it is for them. Redskins are just average. Uh, prayers up to Geis. It sucks what happened to Geis, and I really like Geis. But uh, they'll be average again. They were going to be average with Geis anyway, I think. Yeah. Uh, send us Trent Williams, though. Trent Williams. And Didn't the you guys, Giants you guys just got Nate Solder. Don't get greedy. Yeah. We can week. Uh, I don't even want to get started. Don't even get. Don't remind me that we gave that much money to Nate Solder, bro. I'll get heated. <laughs> and yeah. the Giants, my my Giants. I just I wanted a quarterback so bad, but we didn't get one. I like Barkley. It's not that I don't like Barkley. I I really do. It's just I loved Rosen a lot, and I I just I just wanted a quarterback. I'm so sick of Eli Manning, bro. So if you were in the Giants' position during the draft, you wouldn't have drafted Saquon. You would have gone for Josh Rosen, probably. Yes, I would have absolutely drafted Josh Rosen too. I'm surprised you. I'm surprised that Josh Allen went over him. Yeah, I guess that, Baker and Darnold. Baker and Darnold kind of made sense, I guess. But Josh, the Josh Allen had no right going over Josh Rosen. No yeah, way. No, Those bills are on the on something else. Josh Allen could be decent. I don't. I think he's going to be a bona fide bust, just yeah. because he can't throw. He just doesn't have the arm accuracy. He can throw the ball sixty yards or so, but like, does it matter if you aren't going to connect on the passes? No, it doesn't. I just don't Great see quarterbacks have said you don't need to throw the ball that far. You really don't. 
I'd much rather have a QB that can make like 25 to 30 yard throws accurately than 60 yard throws inaccurately. Well, yeah, that's just that's just a good any day. You'd rather, you'd rather just have someone that can throw the ball to somebody rather than just throw the ball far. Yeah. All right, let's let's just get off of this topic. All right, so yeah, I don't think I gave I don't think I gave my proper uh, my actual rankings for the NFC East. Yeah, go for so, it. So Philly's gonna win the division probably. That's probably like a ten and six, nine and seven team. Uh, Dallas probably eight and eight wow, or so. Ten and six. Ten and six that probably the Disrespectful to them after what happened last year, but I guess you're right because I don't they, know they, about Carson Wentz. Right. So here's you might think be right. about last year's Eagles. They played like three teams with a record above five hundred. Yeah, but they looked good in the playoffs. They looked really good in the playoffs. Yeah. But I Without just I feel like they their over, MVP, so I feel like they overperformed a little bit, or they overachieved. They they probably did, but I would still they might finish better than ten and six. Maybe I don't know. I just feel like the rest of the but, NFC but got continue, a lot better. Continue. Uh, Cowboys at eight and eight, probably second place. Uh, I feel like the Giants do better than the Redskins this season. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say an that, accomplishment. I'm gonna say that Saquon just goes off and kind of carries the offense, and Eli Manning just know. does mm. enough to not suck. No, that's not happening, man. Eli, Eli's going to have an even worse year than last year for sure. That's probably not true. I just really don't like him at this point. I mean, you probably won't have to worry about that guy Eric Flowers blocking for him. Blocking ah, injuries. Listen, man, I don't even want to talk about Eric Flowers. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about how you could have had got Todd Gurley instead. <sighs> Can we not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's. I'll keep going with this. Okay, Looking but... at you, Jerry Reese, by the way. <laughs> Okay, so I think the Giants probably finish at like five and eleven or something like that. Yeah, and then the Redskins you probably the, okay. Win. You think the Redskins are gonna go under five and eleven? I'm not. I'm not convinced on the Redskins and Alex really? Smith. Alex Smith. Uh, no, I mean I get you're not convinced at all, but under five and eleven. I think they're gonna end up around five and eleven or four and ten ish. My God, dude! You're not even gonna give them like six or seven wins. You're gonna give them five. That's how I think they're gonna. That's how I think it's gonna go wow. for them right now. Wow. I mean, I guess I can see that, but I don't know, bro. I'd probably give them at least seven wins. That, that, or like seven to nine. All right. Five and eleven. I think five wow. I think I think they I think their ceiling is around seven and nine, eight and eight ish. I don't think that's where they're gonna get. Oh yeah, like I'm not gonna... saying they're like a playoff team. They're no, obviously no, not. mid, but my god, five and eleven. Mm. I'm I'm just not sold on it. Alright. NFC I don't know. NFC North or South you pick. Uh let's go south. Alright, NFC South, because this is the toughest division to pick. Um I'm gonna say the Saints win the division this year. I think it's I think they can win it. Cause I, I think that defense is legit. I think they're gonna step up again. Alright. Um, yeah, that's um the Saints I I the Saints were my pick to win the division last season. Uh, they took a wild card spot, but um, yeah, no, they've been playing. They played really good ball last season. Uh, I don't think they they got rid of uh, Willie Sneed. I don't yeah. remember who they picked up in place of that. I just still think they're gonna win the division, man. And I think second place is gonna be the Falcons this year, and they're gonna get a wild card. Falcons are one of my wild card teams this year. Um. There's the, uh, people underrate the Falcons. I think I don't think they give the Falcons. 
Ever since the 20-3 thing happened, I don't think they give the Falcons respect. But that receiving core and that offense is, whew, that's, that's it's good. Yeah, you got Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and then Calvin Ridley, the rookie. Yeah, they add Calvin Ridley. That's and dangerous. The, one, of, one of the best running back duos in the league. Right. Probably the best. I mean, and Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, can you really think of a better running back combo than that? The only one that even compares is Ingram and Kamara. Yeah, that but, that's... And Ingram's out for four games. Right, because he's suspended. He's suspension, so... I'd probably take them. Yeah, you and then I mean Matt play. Ryan. Listen, people overrate Matt Ryan. He is a very mid-tier quarterback. He he's not as good as people think. That that MVP year he had is very stretched. Not not to say that year wasn't good. That year was very good. It's just Matt Ryan is not as good as people think. I do feel like that people people put him in like the top three or top four quarterbacks. No, I don't he's, think he's not. He's, he's not he's top three or top, four. He's, he's not top, top five. He's easily a top he's, ten. Yeah, he's top ten. Yeah, I don't put him in top five though. Nah, I I think he's like maybe bottom like seven. top ten. I think he's maybe. like maybe like number six, number seven at best. Uh, and the uh, the Panthers finished third. I just don't think they did enough. They lost a key lineman and. I just don't, I just don't see them outshining uh, the Falcons or Saints this year, and the Buccaneers obviously just they just suck. So they're gonna finish last. Yeah, I wanted to see the Buccaneers look do so much better last season. I loved the no. OJ Mayo pick, or not OJ. OJ Mayo. Why, why did I think of Mayo? No. Um, OJ Howard. Fuck. Fuck OJ Howard. Okay. Um. Yeah, OJ yeah, Howard. I love, I love that pick, and um, I I thought that was gonna work really well for the offense. Obviously, didn't he wasn't out. terrible. He I wasn't guess. terrible, but he didn't really stand out. No. And um, I maybe he'll have a good second season, but with with uh, Jameis out for the first four games, it's just. I don't know. It depends on what Ryan Fitzpatrick you get, because Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, do you get Fitzmagic um, or? Uh, do you get do you get a uh, pre-contract or post-contract Fitzpatrick? That's really the question. And you see, those are just so they're two different. different quarterbacks. Yeah, those are those are different quarterbacks. That you just can't trust him. Yeah. So uh, I've actually pretty much got the same as you. I got the Saints probably winding up with like the number two seed in the NFC. Right, they're probably gonna be up there. I think they're yeah. gonna be really good this year. I think so. So then the the Falcons pick up a wild card spot, probably the number six seed, because you'll see uh, when we get to another team soon enough. In the West, I'm assuming. Perhaps. Or the North. Well, it would have to be one of those two. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So the number three is Carolina. <laughs> I think Carolina puts up a fight, but they come up just short. Uh, I'm really hoping to see that Christian McCaffrey just has an even better season than he did last season. I feel like he has the potential to have a much better season than last season. But we're just going to have to see. Because, like yeah. I said, they did lose a very key offensive lineman in free agency. So, you know, it could impact how well McCaffrey plays. But hopefully he performs better than he could. Because I feel like a lot of fantasy owners are going to be drafting him really high. I think he went Yeah, I think he went early second be, round. In my, especially PPR. People are going to be all over. Yeah, he's going to be a PPR machine this season. And then last place, Tampa Bay, because 
there. They're Tampa they're Bay, Tampa man. Bay. Exactly. Yeah. Let's move on to the North. I want to see North. And see North. Um, I'm gonna have the Vikings taking the division because really, yes. You could say Packers. I don't see the Packers winning the division. I, they're my wild card, and I'm gonna explain that. They're gonna be the wild card team for me. The other one, but I just the Vikings. You gotta understand. I I I know Kirk Cousins isn't like the next coming of God, but that receiving core is really good. Dalvin Cook is coming back. The defense is top three. I mean that that team's ready to that team's ready to win the division for the next couple of years, I think. Especially if Rogers, you know, isn't starts like falling off, which I don't think he will. But I, I just I just think the Vikings have it this year. That's my that's my take on that. The Packers second, uh, the Lions I I don't like slandering Detroit sports that much, but they're just all mediocre. So right, yeah, nothing really stands out in Detroit. No, so it's just like they're gonna finish third, and you know the Bears are gonna finish fourth again, I think. But the Bears are kind of sneaky good. They are not a bad team, so you could see the Bears finishing third, I think. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them fourth. All right. Yeah, so um, I I have the Packers winning the division, and here's the reason why. I just couldn't, in good faith, count out the Packers as long as Aaron Rodgers is at the helm in, in there. Oh, they I, looked, I get that. Completely, they looked completely yeah. awful with Brett Hundley at quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's he's the second best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Obviously, no, he's being best. He's number one. I, he's I, number one. I'm not going to get into this right now. You can relax with the homer pick. He's number one. He is the best. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and there's really no debating that. Where you have him, you can make the case for... One. One one or two, really. One. All right, we're we're not getting into this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Aaron Rodgers, he carries... He's carried the team through some very... He's carried some very mediocre teams to the playoffs. He's made do without Jordy Nelson before, so I think him going to Oakland isn't going to hurt that much. Oh, they got Jimmy Graham, so he's going to be fine. Yeah, Jimmy Graham's going to be interesting too. So I think that's. I gonna... just think, I just think the overall, um, like the overall teams. If you stack them, obviously Rodgers is you can't count out Aaron Rodgers. But if you look at the Packers overall. And you look at the Vikings overall, I just think the Vikings are the better team. Yeah, I agree. The Vikings are definitely a better team overall, but I feel like the Packers make the playoffs and win the division. Oh, I am making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, because here's the thing. I I have Minnesota barely missing the playoffs, which I hope I'm wrong about because I really love watching this team. Minnesota missing the playoffs. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wow. If they, if they, I feel like Green Bay wins the division, and I feel like Minnesota misses out like the last two weeks, and oh, that's why they. Make, I know. That's why they I know win. who your wild card is then, but we'll yeah, you, you know that. who my wild card is by process of elimination. But you're gonna you're gonna see my uh, you're gonna see why I. Feel I don't like agree this. with it. I I, 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 I let's go to the West. Actually, finish your picks. All right, so Green there. Bay at one, Minnesota number two, Detroit number three. Um, obviously, not really much to th- look at there. Uh, I am kind of intrigued to see who wins the running back one spot. 
Because I don't think it's going to be LeGarrette Blunt. It probably just will be. I mean, I want to see LeGarrette Blunt succeed because, you know, he was one of my favorite Patriots when he was playing here. Uh, I loved watching him play with Philly, even though he kind of tore up the Patriots' defense in the Super Bowl with Jay Ajayi. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe maybe he'll emerge as the number one back. Maybe he'll be the number two for goal line carries and shit like that. He's always been goal line back, so... Yeah, my fantasy team appreciated those goal line carries back in uh, oh, 2016. Yeah, for sure. 2016 was a fun year. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> and then uh, Chicago at number four. Um, I'd love to see Mitch Trubisky, you know, have a really good sophomore year. I don't see it, I don't see it happening because I still think they over the Bears reached on him. Oh yeah, we could talk about that at another time, but yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, I feel like he's a solid QB, but not a number two overall pick QB. I All just right, think that was so a reach. The NFC West. I'm going Rams number one. You and just about everybody else. Yeah, the, if you don't have the Rams at number one, um, I, I have you been in a coma? I mean, that team is stacked. 49ers number two, and obviously I've already said my wild card pick, so they missed the playoffs for me, even though they did get really good. But this year I just don't think they can make it. <sighs> number three... Seahawks. I'm just going to put the Seahawks at three. They're going to be mediocre at best this year. The Legion of Boom is gone because John Ryan left. Um, <laughs> they're just, they're not the team they were. Shout out Russell Wilson, though. That man is a real one. He scored, this was brought to my attention, actually, because I didn't realize. But he had, he scored or had a part in every single Seahawk touchdown last year except one. Really? One. Yes. So that man is an absolute beast. So yeah, shout out to him, but it, but his team sucks, so it sucks for him. And number four, the Cardinals, but shout out Josh Rosen. I love you. I wish we picked you. But they're not going to do anything this year. That division is just too good, and they're just not good enough. They lost the Honey Badger, so it's tough for them, though. Right, we got Pat so, Pete, though. Shout out P2. Yeah, Pat Pete, such a great player to watch. Best man-to-man corner in the NFL right now. Probably, I would say so. One of them, for sure. Oh, yeah, easily. Okay, so, I got the Rams at one. Should have been fairly I, obvious. I really want to hear why you think the 49ers will be okay, out okay, the, okay. the Vikings this year. I really want to hear All right, it. well, I want, to, I want to talk about the Rams a bit first. Um, you know, I think the Rams... It's going to be weird seeing Jared Goff in such a powerhouse offense because, like, well, this, this offense is set this up before. to do huge things. I've said this before. Goff isn't really amazing. It's just the system and his players around him are incredible. But Goff himself is questionable, but I guess he's, he's not bad, but... I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like Goff's good enough to get the job done, but the Rams yeah, can do yeah. so much better at quarterback that, like, it just makes you kind of wonder why they haven't, like, at least looked at some options. Well, they probably want Goff to grow. This is only going to be his third year, so. True, true. Okay, so Rams at one. That should have been fairly obvious. Brandon Cooks just adds to an offense that just has so much to oh, it. Oh, they're going to put up points this year. They're going to look like the, C- the, uh, the Seahawks, not the Seahawks. They're going to look like the Falcons two years ago, how many points they put up. Oh, yeah, no, they're, it's going to be 
And the Falcons the might be that offensively powerful again this year, so we'll see. All right, 49ers at two. I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo to lead this oh, team yep. to greatness. Here we go with your, with your homer <laughs> This isn't a homer pick. This isn't a homer pick. Oh, my pick. God. It is such pick. a homer pick. It is pick. not That's a homer it. pick. It is subconsciously a homer Jimmy Garoppolo has looked pretty good, and I feel like this 49ers team, he's getting used to the San Francisco offense. I feel like this team does a lot better this year. I feel like in, like, week 17, they squeak out the number five wildcard spot, and Minnesota doesn't make it. That's my thinking right there. I don't know if I'm going to be right. I could be very wrong. I, we might be looking at this four, four months from now, and I just look like a complete dumbass. But that's how I think I mean, it's going to happen. That could go either way, but yeah. I, I could get old digs exposed on my ass for this pick, but I feel uh, like the 49ers... I don't, I don't know if we're going to be relevant enough for old takes exposed, but that would be know. funny. That would be, that, that would be very funny. That'd be hilarious. But you know, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo I, has the capability not, to do this. He Jimmy Garoppolo is good. I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is bad. It's just I don't see them being better. Because you don't even have the Vikings winning their division. And they're clearly they're they're probably a top three team in the NFC. You see, I agree, and that's why I think it's fucked that like I, I think my pick was fucked. I still stand by it. <laughs> But I don't like it. You're, you're just wild now. I, I don't even. I don't. Know st I, I stand by I what I said, is, but I, I don't like what is, I said. It's, it is blasphemous to say the Vikings are missing the playoffs this year. I think blasphemous. As good as the Packers are, the Packers could win this division. It's just the Vikings are so good. And they, they did upgrade at QB. I know it's Kirk Cousins, but that is an upgrade. Yeah, it's an upgrade from Case Keenum or Sam Bradford or whoever else they had at QB. They had, like, three QBs last season. You really think that the 49ers are going to outshine the Vikings? Yes, I do. Whew, and I don't, I don't that, like it, um, but that's what I'm standing by. I don't know. It's it's bold. It is, it is bold. I will say that. It is bold. But uh, I don't agree with it. That's fair, you know. We we don't have to agree. That's what we the one thing we we uh, discussed when we were talking about starting this up. We're gonna have different takes, and my take is no. That's that's, that's what makes it better. When we have different takes, it makes it fun. Yeah, it makes it more interesting, definitely. Um, let's talk about rookie of the year for a little bit. For right, I just want to finish well, up the NFC West real quick because I feel oh, like oh yeah, of course I forgot you didn't finish. Yeah, no, because we're so so caught up on the yeah, we were, yeah, we were so locked in. Okay, so Cardinals or Seahawks? Um, does it really Either matter? Because no, neither of these teams are making the playoffs. No. Um, Russell Wilson could carry the Seahawks to the number Not three to spot, spot to the number three spot in the division, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll go Seahawks at three, Cardinals at four. But, I mean, neither of these teams are going to be doing anything big, so why does it really matter? Yeah. Um, rookie of the year for both sides of the ball. Offensive rookie of the year, I think, is going to be Saquon. The reason I think it's going to be Saquon is because he's just, out of every rookie that was picked on offense, he is going to get the most touches by far. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to have more to do with the offense than most of his competition, which is all quarterbacks. So I, I think it's Saquon's. 
Yeah, Saquon is the easy one to pick here, you know. He was probably the best prospect in football coming into this draft. Um, he's set up for the number one running back spot in New York. Uh, that that would just be an easy one to pick. Uh, defense is a little tough. Defense. Because you, I, it might be Derwin James. Could be. Der, I could see Derwin James winning defensive rookie of the year. All right. Well, I my pick is going to be Bradley Chubb. Yeah, right. It's between we talked about this a little last time. It's going to be between Bradley Chubb and I and Derwin James. But I I don't know, man, because Derwin James will probably I think he's just going to really fit in to that Chargers system, and he's just gonna he's just gonna go off this year. I think. Yeah, that's... Bradley Chubb. The thing about Bradley Chubb is like he has to share with Vaughn. Vaughn, uh, listen, man. Vaughn is the best pass rusher, if not like second best. I mean, pass it's not a in the game. Mark. Yeah, so it's he's he's gonna be great because he gets to learn from Vaughn Miller. So it's it's gonna be fun to watch them both play. Too bad their team is a little better, but uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Derwin James. I'm gonna go Derwin James on his defensive rookie of the year. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go Bradley Chubb here. You make a good point that Derwin James is a natural fit in the Los Angeles Chargers defense. But here, the thing about Chubb is, like, teams are going to be so preoccupied at blocking Von Miller. Oh, yeah, of Because, you know, you got you to gotta double-team Von Miller, or else he's going to do what he did to Marcus Cannon in the 2016 AFC Championship. I still have PTSD <laughs> from that game. Oh man, that was a tough. That was that game was rough to watch. That yeah. even just as a football fan, because it was just like so defensive. And the Patriots almost still won that game. That's the wild. They part. almost they were close. Like half the they team were, was on IR, and they still they, almost came out of that with a win. They they were a two point conversion away. Yeah, so I think Chubb is gonna like you know if teams are gonna be so preoccupied with Von Miller. I think Chubb's gonna be able to pick up a lot of uh, a lot of stats from that. Yeah. I so I, I think that's a safe pick to make there too. But Derwin James obviously is a name you cannot ignore. It's gonna he's gonna put up big numbers. I, it's gonna nah, be really good. It still baffles me how he went so late. Yeah, he I was like know. the eighteenth pick or something like that. He was like eighteen or nineteen. But I, I just see Derwin. I see Derwin James when defensive rookie of the year. Just and that my reasoning for that is their pass rush is so good, and their corners are really good. So they he'll QBs will probably try to avoid the corners, and just throw it deep as fast as they can because the pass rush is collapsing. But then all of a I sudden, think, you I have think the best, James one of the best is going to back prospects in football. Yeah, he's going to feast off that. I think. Yeah, that so. that's very possible. All right, I think it's time to. Uh, talk about uh the wba i mean the nba the, WBA. the warriors basketball association uh basketball is warrior run but we still have to talk about it yeah we're so gonna talk Eastern about the team that gets to win the opportunity conference. to lose to the warriors yes we get to see we and it's it's the celtics like this is so easy <laughs> like we could just we could say we could just do the outro now because the celtics are making the finals I don't care that the Raptors got Kawhi. They're still not good enough. Yeah, I don't care that Markel Fultz learned how to shoot again. They're not beating the Celtics. I don't care about Markel Fultz being able to shoot 10 feet away from the basket. <laughs> All right. 
the war or the the seventy sixers went from like uh, trying to get LeBron to Markel Fultz being their premier uh, pickup. <laughs> so, listen, man. The seven oh man, seventy sixers fans get clowned so much, and I love it. Oh yeah, and I love it too. They, they are get, good. They, they get so good, cocky but... over some things. And then... <laughs> I saw a tweet that uh, it was uh, it was a tweet that said something like, "Oh, Boston was talking of like Boston fans discuss uh, how uh, how young players are going to develop. Raptors fans are talking about how they added Kawhi, and seventy uh, sixers fans talk about how the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> And see, like you see, that. that's funny and all, but that's true. That's literally how that's it goes. That's the truth. That's how they are. Philly fans are the worst. I, they are a bottom. Philly fans might be the worst fans in oh, all, all of sports. They're Twitter, bottom Philadelphia. It's, it's hilarious because New York and Boston Say what you want about New York. Say what too. you want about Boston. Oh, Philly's, Philly's a cut above Boston and New York oh, when it comes Philly's to just terrible worst, sports man. fan bases. And, they, dude, they win and they start eating horse shit in the streets. Yeah, I mean... That's how bad it is. Man. I, mean, I was I was two when the Patriots won the first Super Bowl, so I can't exactly attest oh, to, my God, to this. So I can't, I, can't, I can't say I remember any New England fans eating shit after Super Bowl 36. Listen... I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Full disclosure. I, I was not eating horse shit when the Giants won in 2011. I, I will say that. But, yeah, um, I, my first thought after Malcolm Butler picked off Russell Wilson in 49, or James Wade... I, I probably would have done a backflip if I were you, bro. I, just, I, I, did, I didn't have the... My first thought wasn't to eat horse shit. Let's just say that. No, no, it was not. No. Um, But the number two seed, I think... I, I have the Raptors... As a number two seed, but the 76ers, I think, will outshine them in the postseason, even with Kawhi. I just don't see because Kawhi publicly said he didn't want to be there, and that does terrible things to a team. Yeah. So, mm, the 76ers would probably be the three seed. Now it's weird because after those three seeds, um, it gets a little. Uh, Boring. Yeah, and I, 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 frankly, frankly, I expect just a repeat of last year, except Cleveland tanks down to like not making the postseason. Oh, Cleveland's not. Listen, people, people can think what they want about Cleveland. They're not making the postseason, dude. Listen, you lose LeBron, and you don't lose Tyron Lue. <laughs> Does that sound good? No, that sounds like a team that doesn't. Tyron Lue is a bona fide scrub, alright? He is terrible. Terrible. Awful head coach. One of the worst, I think. I can't even believe he's still employed after LeBron. He probably won't be after this year. Nah, because they're gonna they're gonna see that LeBron like literally carried I don't know Le- how they couldn't already. He literally but... keeps his job because of LeBron. Like there's no debating that. Like that's yeah. That's a self evident truth right there. And that's just, oh, he's he's awful. I can't believe he's still the head coach. I would have got rid of him right when LeBron left. Dude, I probably would have gotten rid of him before LeBron left. Because then maybe I LeBron would want to at least stay in Cleveland a little bit if he had maybe. some competent management. Um. So the four seed, I'm going to give it to Milwaukee, actually. Some people might see the Wizards, but I'm going to give it to Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I, can, I can definitely see that. Because Milwaukee's not bad. They're not a bad team. Fifth seed is going to be the Wizards, I think. Um, the sixth seed, 
I'll give it to the Pacers. Seventh seed, I'm going Heat. The eighth seed, this is interesting because it's just going to be like another like 30 and 52 team like the Bulls. Uh, shout out Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Detroit gets the eighth seed this year. I just don't. They're not going to do anything. They just get to lose to Boston in the first round. But I, man, the East is really bad. Like people have complained about the East before, but it is no, the East. It is it. If you were complaining about the East before LeBron left, you have not seen anything yet because this year is going to suck. And if there's any injuries to star players like there was last year, it's going to be even worse. So. You're in. You're, we're in for a tough ride for the East this year. Yeah. It's all the NBA is just not going to be fun to watch this year. It, the West will be fun to watch, but the East, other than the, like the Celtics versus the Sixers or the Celtics versus the Raptors, is going to suck. Yeah, pretty it's much. Suck. So what? Are, what are your picks? All right, for, so. Uh, uh, as a Celtics fan, seeing them as like the clear number one. Uh, I had I was very excited about this when LeBron left, which is kind of sad. Oh, I'm sure. It was sad how I'm much I celebrated sure. that LeBron left. But you know, when LeBron's been knocking you out of the playoffs for the past seven or eight years, it's it's nice yeah. to know that I, you're I, going to the finals. I do understand. Once. I do understand that. Uh, um, you know, when, when when the dude that has just owned you for years finally can't own you anymore. Unless the Lakers make the finals somehow. Yeah, it would just be poetic justice <laughs> yeah, if the that, Lakers that make the finals just, oh just, and just goodness. beat the Celtics. Yeah, Lakers-Celtics part like 600. <laughs> it's, oh my god. You see, that would it's, be that would be cool though because it would be a LeBron-Kyrie NBA finals. LeBron versus the team that formed the Heat. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So, all right, uh, go through yeah. your predictions. All right, just... so Boston at one. They just kind of run the East this year. Yeah. I'm just praying that Gordon Hayward can stay healthy because I feel like he's going to do really good things. Oh, he will, for uh, sure. I'm hoping for no Jason Tatum sophomore slump. He won't. I really believe in Tatum, man. He's so do something I. else. He's, he's just... He, he and he's been insane. training with Kobe. <sighs> NBA Ooh. beyond watch. Ooh. Yeah. I, I would say I think they already know though. After that dunk on Braun, I think they know. Yeah, that's been my screensaver since uh, since June. So that's really sad because they still lost that game. But I, I couldn't care continue. less. I continue. could not care yeah. less. Uh, so then I'll put Toronto at two, Philly at three, and then uh, I'll put Milwaukee at four. So the same top four as you. Uh, I'll keep the Pacers at five. Ooh, Pacers Wizards at five. six. Um, I, does it matter? Like, it doesn't I was matter. Say, that's a hot it. take. But does it really matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't no. matter because none none of them are making it through the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Well, eh, depends. No, I mean depends. Like the Wizards and Bucks is. Eh. Well, all right, maybe, maybe. But like six, seven, eight isn't making out of the first round, so. Right. Whoever, like, after five has, like, no shot, so. Pretty much, pretty much. So who's your, who's your, who's your seven and eight? My seven and eight? Um, 
seven. I'm gonna give it to. I'll give it to. Uh, fuck it. I'll give it to Miami. Why not? I feel bad yeah. for him. I just oh, gotta feel bad for them. I don't. I hate their fans, so I don't feel bad for them at all. I mean, one of my personal, one of my personal good friends on Twitter is uh, a big Miami sports fan, so I can't really bag on them that. Let me, much. let me, uh, let me shout out uh, somebody in the Giants group chat named uh, named Sean. The Heat suck. Live with it. <laughs> I'm sure Sean will appreciate. And that. I and I know he'll listen too. I know he'll hear that. So deal with it, Sean. Shout out Javier. Shout out Baez? Hey. No, no, no. My my, my buddy, the Miami cool, fan. Bro. Yeah, it'd be cool, cool if Javier Baez. Yeah, Javier Baez on the show? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love that. But eight is it Pistons. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, the Pistons is the realistic pick. You could go with whoever you want. It's not even a hot take because it doesn't matter. It's not even, even a hot matter. take because it doesn't matter. Hot takes, I hot takes are only. Get the number eight seed. Oh, oh, my God. No, they're not. <laughs> no, I know they're, they're not. Start. No, no. Oh, my God. I can go off about Trey Young, too. <laughs> that man is going to be a bona fide scrub. That was The Hawks are the dumbest franchise in NBA history for what they did on draft night. They traded away Doncic. Trey Young. In five years, that is going to be looked at as the worst trade in NBA history, barring injuries, because, you know, it happens. Yeah, you can't really talk injuries with that, because that's just unpredictable stuff. But I'm just saying, barring injuries, Doncic is going to be way better than Trey Young. Yeah, I think, without I a think doubt in I my mind. I think you're definitely right. I think... Atlanta really I don't know the why the Hawks thought that was a good idea, but well, it's, it's if they were that high up on him, I would have at least tried to get something else out of it because they did get a pick. They got next year's first round pick from oh, really? Dallas. They did. Yes. Okay. They got, well, then they got their first round pick and uh, the you know the rights to Trey Young. But still, like, dude, why would you trade away Doncic? What is there to not like about Doncic? Seriously. And maybe there was something about Trey Young they like that much better. What though? Because Trey Young was hot garbage after that hot streak. Maybe after they're just hoping they get after, rid of that hot like, streak. Stuff. After November, the man disappeared. So I don't know what they saw. What did they see? What did they see? He, he didn't it's... play in. He, Okay, he didn't play good in the tournament because he got knocked out in the first round by URI. Okay. Shout out URI. Yeah, you're from Rhode Island, so shout out URI. Shout out URI. Um, he got owned by that West Virginia point guard twice. I mean, the dude just—the dude was outplayed by so many people. I just at the beginning of the season last year, Trey Young was not even on people's draft boards. So I don't get what the hell was seen in him by the Hawks to want him over Doncic. Yeah, I I'm I really don't have any way to explain that. That's I, I they probably either. just bungled that really badly and oh, shout they're about out to Aiden. screw it up. Aiden is going to be a real one. So yeah, he's shout gonna, out he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Kevin Knox, I didn't believe in you at first, but. Your your summer league was pretty decent, and I really want you to be good. So please be good. Uh, again, uh, Butler, come on over. East the East, other than like three teams, is wide open. 
And if we get Butler and people progress how I think they will, we're going to be better than two of them. So come on over. (laughs) I, I think, I think a developed Frank, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Knox, KP, and a developed Robinson can handle, not beat the Celtics, but test the Celtics. They'll make it competitive. They can test the Celtics. The Celtics are just going to run the E's for so long, and that sucks so bad. Yeah, it's going to be fun until, until they inevitably crash and burn. and then It, it, it will happen, but it's, they, all they have to do is outlast the Warriors. That's it. All they have to do is outlast the Warriors. Yeah. And that might take two years or three years, but they could do it. All right. So, so I'm still going to say my number eight pick. Um, like you said, this Uh-oh. doesn't matter because they're going to lose to the Celtics in the first <laughs> yeah, round. Yeah, it's, it's just such an irrelevant pick. I'll, 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 I'll be generous and say Charlotte. Why not? Charlotte. Oh, my goodness. No way. Um, when uh, a certain matter. someone that we might have on next week, wink, wink, uh, hears that he might, uh, he might, he'll be happy with you, but, uh, no way. I don't see Charlotte doing anything. I mean, they're not going to be doing much of anything. They're just going to get bopped. No. But, um, I'll be, I'll be nice. Oh, even if they do make the playoffs, they're getting swept by the Celtics. So it's not, oh, this sucks so bad. Why did Kevin Durant have to do this to us? <laughs> So Why did Boogie have to just, do just this tear into the Warriors for a bit? God, it, it makes me so mad. Because, like, this year was going to be so fun until Boogie was like, eh, sure. Let me ruin the league again. All right, Russ, I want to ask you a question. Do ask you me think, a question. Do you think this year's Boston Celtics could have beaten last year's Golden State Warriors in a, in a mm, best of seven series? No, I do not. You don't no. think so? No. Like, without the injuries. So, like, Kyrie's healthy, Hayward's healthy. Without the injuries, mm, I don't think so, but it's possible that they could have. Because yeah, I like, to think, I like to think that they do. But because either way, Kyrie, I, I, we did this comparison last time, but you take away Boogie, then they clearly have the advantage of center. They still don't have the advantage like anywhere else, though. Yeah, but I think with Hayward back, I Their think bench, that, that team, I would say the Celtic bench is deeper. The Celtics yeah. have a really deep bench this season. Like people, people sleep on the Celtics bench because of the stars they got on the court. Well, I mean, got, they got they're going to have Rozier, who could probably start on most teams with a bad point guard. Smart. Morris is going to be off the bench. I mean, they're going to have a lot of talent off the bench. Baines is half-decent bench off the bench. He uh, Baines outplayed Embiid in that playoff series. Let's yeah, Embiid likes to talk that. about the man bun a lot, but the man bun... Yeah, but the man bun did outplay him in that playoff series. So, tough, but it's true. God, I hope Philly fans get so mad that I said that. <laughs> um, I, I just love... I hate love pissing off Philly fans so much, dude. I hate yeah, them. I hate them Boston more. And New York I fans. hate them more than Boston fans. If there's one thing Boston and New York fans can really unite over, it's oh, hating it's Philadelphia. Because at least we know how to win. Right, right. Not eat horseshit. Um, rookie of the year. Let's talk about that, because that could still be salvageable. It's interesting. Um, rookie of the year. Oh, ben Simmons was a rookie, by the way. 
All right. Technically, yes, he was a rookie. Um, shit. Probably Aiden, I would say. Maybe. Aiden's a good, you know. I can't really think of it. I mean, Doncic. I don't know. I don't know who rookie of the year is going to be. Because nobody at this point last year would have said Mitchell. But Mitchell was really good. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Simmons, he probably would have won rookie of the year. You know, Tatum is really good, too, and I probably would have given him my vote if they counted playoffs. Yeah, if they counted playoffs, I think I think uh, Tatum wins that. Because Tatum for sure had the best playoffs. It wasn't even close. You right. know, Mitchell did have a solid – he had a solid one series, but after, you know, when, when they played the Rockets, I mean, Kind of disappeared. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of, uh, you know, I'll let Gobert handle this one. So – uh, Simmons, yeah, Simmons went completely ghost in one game. He had one point. Yeah, that was a fun game to watch. Oh my goodness! Because I looked at the one final line and I'm like, wow, he point. actually only had one point. One point. My God, that's gonna piss Philly fans off too. I brought that up. You know what? Can't even debate <laughs> yeah. that it didn't happen. I think. I think my fa- the favorite thing to come out of uh, last season's playoffs is that picture of a uh, Ben Simmons face photoshopped onto Wilt Chamberlain's. When Wilt Chamberlain's when we're playing <laughs> the game, but just with one. <laughs> oh, my uh, That is a classic. That... Oh, my God. One point. I still can't believe you put up one point. But it happens sometimes, I guess. Tatum was incredible the whole playoffs. Yeah, Tatum was so good. Tatum did. He was not phased at all. Boston looked almost unbeatable at home. I think the only home game they lost was the... LeBron, so... I think they had... I feel like they had one loss at home. It was, a, it was oh, the no, LeBron no. game. No, 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 no. They Because they beat the Bucks in seven, right? Yeah, the Bucks did beat them at home, Yeah, I the think, Bucks gave them a, a lot couple of... Couple times. The Bucks gave them a lot of trouble. The Bucks gave them weird. more trouble than the 76ers. I, yeah, I don't know how the Bucks took them to seven, and then they just disbanded the 76ers, but it happened. It was, it was really weird, but it happened. Yeah, so um, rookie so of the year, were, rookie of the year, we were talking um, I you, you had the Doncic or Aiden. I'm gonna go Aiden. I was, I'm gonna go Aiden too because I feel like he's just the easiest one to pick. Because Aiden's just like he's so good. I think he's gonna be really good. Yeah, I agree. I think he's kind of set up the best for success right now as a rookie. And the Suns are sneaky. Like they're sneaky good because like they got Mikael Bridges too, who I really wanted like super bad. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm okay with Knox yet because the season hasn't started, but I did really want Mikael Bridges. And the, I'm so glad the 76ers got rid of Mikael Bridges. I don't know why they did that, but, bro, I'm so glad that, the, <laughs> that we don't have to play against Bridges in the future because he's going to be elite, I think. Maybe not elite, but he'll be really solid. I think. Right. All right. Yeah, for my rookie of the year pick, I'm just going to go Aiton. Like I said, he's probably the best setup for success. Um, the Suns can't do much worse than they did last season, 21-61. I, I don't think they can. Nah, that's gonna be, that team's going to win a lot more than 21 games, I feel like. Oh, my God, yeah. Easily over 21. 
I would hope more than 21, because that would be really sad. Although I thought the Browns were going to win more than zero games last season for football. I, I thought the Browns were going to win like I thought the Browns were going to win four last year. I, I mean, I mean, I think they're going to win like four or five this year. I mean, we'll see. Oh, if the if the Browns don't win more than three games this year, Hugh Jackson needs to go. But that's yeah, a topic. it's kind of a shock that Hugh Jackson has like a <sighs> one in thirty-one career as a head yeah, and coach. He still has, and he, he still has, has a job. job. Like what? And yeah, we're getting off topic for NBA, but yeah, he should not be employed. Maybe as an analyst. <laughs> Maybe as an assistant coach. Yeah, maybe offensive coordinator, maybe, or QB coach, but, you I know, mean, we did kind of, like, say, screw Kaiser, which is weird. I think he's a he's a Packer now. Yeah, Kaiser's Kaiser. with the Packers. Yeah. Wow, we're really talking football. This is how bad basketball is now. Thank yeah. you, DeMarcus, for this. Yeah, Boogie. All right. So I'm going to move in, because this is going to be a longer final topic than the last time. Uh, because this, what happened, it was today, or technically yesterday, Urban Meyer pretty much got off the hook, which I think is absolutely disgusting, because this is, not only is this not the first time he's done this, this is for the same guy. Like, what is it about this guy? that Urban Meyer just loves. Because this man is willing to die for this, for Dean Smith, I think his name is. I'm not, I can't remember his first name. But I, it is unbelievable that that man is not... I would personally ban Urban Meyer from coaching. That That's what I would do, because this man will go to the lowest of lows to make sure that 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 his team succeeds. And we saw it in Florida. This isn't the first time. Yeah, no, this is just insane that Urban Urban Meyer could get away with murder. My buddy this Brian let out a poll today. He, no, he wouldn't he wouldn't commit murder. He'd cover it up. I've got to tell you something important. He's not, not he doesn't do this easy. stuff. He Quit just something. hides it, which makes him I wouldn't say worse, but it makes him just as bad. He has no morals. The man has no morals. All right. he cares about is football. Yeah, no, that's it's insane that he can get away. He can get away with this sort of thing, like it's just astounding that what being the what second or third best coach in college football can do for you. Oh, easily, he's top three. Yeah, he's a great coach. He's just an absolute disgusting dirt ball. human being. What yeah. I what it's insane to me is he got three games for hiding evidence. Not hi I guess hiding the fact that he knew about domestic violence with one of his staff. Players have gotten more games for selling their autograph than Urban Meyer got for hiding evidence about a domestic abuse. Yeah, you know... <laughs> that is absolutely... I want to just rip it. I... The NCAA is the second worst organization in sports, and the only one that's behind is FIFA. The NCAA is so greedy and disgusting. I cannot even believe, like, God forbid a player makes money, right? 
like, God forbid you slap a player's face all over, like, the internet, ESPN. You do so many endorsements with this player to get people to watch your product. God forbid he sees a penny, right? Right, no. You may as well well just ban him. He made money? Oh, my goodness. Get him out of here. He made money. Are you kidding me? And they just say, uh, well, you didn't technically commit any crimes, so three games. He, he sort of did. I mean, at, he well, did, great, that, technically he, he did. actually did commit crimes, but... Pretty sure withholding uh, evidence is a crime. Yeah, that's... Covering up evidence, yeah. covering up a crime, yeah. That, well, I don't know, he, I don't think he covered up evidence, he just lied about knowing about it, which I guess isn't a crime, but is, it technically is in NCAA terms. But he's Urban Meyer. He produces product, so he's fine. Dude, this is—it's un- unbelievable. I despise the NC. I always have. It's terrible. It is the worst organization, minus FIFA. I God forbid they—they they ref- It's not even about paying players. It's about paying the players you endorse, like Trey Young. They slapped Trey Young's face everywhere when he was hot. He saw nothing. He got no money for that. It's it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's clearly unfair to everybody involved. And you could say, oh, they can have agents now. Uh, So what? They still can't get any money out of it. So what? First of all, they still can't make money. Second of all, some agents just screw you. So that, that almost makes it worse. And players that don't get drafted can return. Why couldn't they anyway? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's who, ridiculous. So this if they is, declare for the draft, terrible. but they don't get drafted and they don't get signed, they're just pretty much they can screwed come back. Then. Yeah, well, now they can come back. Yeah, yeah, but yeah They yeah. should have been able to anyway. Yeah, I just that's kind of a ridiculous yeah. rule because, like, of all the of all the NBA prospects that go into the draft. And don't get drafted or signed to a team. Now they have to play overseas and never have a shot. Yeah, exactly. Well, they don't anymore, but they did before. So, dude, I despise this league. I despise the NCAA. Somebody, uh, (laughs) I remember, I don't remember who tweeted it, but it was hilarious. Uh, Ohio State and Penn State football play on the 29th and somebody said the oh, cover-up cover bull was on the 29th <laughs> oh that's oh, just oh my god oh i can't i can't wait for the oh they handled oh twitter's, we hand- twitter's oh, about to they, get a we field talk day. about how they handled penn state too because that was terrible too oh, <sighs> oh my god this this organization sucks it it is it's terrible I I can't even express how much hate I have for the NCAA, and it's not like because their product's good. It's not that I'm not like they need to pay the players that they slap everywhere, you know? Like jo- Johnny Manziel, that man wasn't getting paid to be put on ESPN twenty four seven. He wasn't, you know, getting any money from them for that. Yeah, but right. Johnny Manziel, this is another. He got suspended too for a half. He got suspended for a half of a game because he sold his autograph. Remember that? I do remember that. Yep. It, 
God forbid, man. God, God forbid. forbid they make some money. Because they, they expect these kids our age to be able to just live. When you're, okay, when you're a D1 athlete, you are on the practice field, on the game field, or in class. Pretty much, That's yeah. it. That's it. it you, you're not getting money from a job. You don't have time to work a job. Being a D1 athlete is your job. You are not. How does the NCAA expect these kids to get money and live? Do you want them to live off nothing? Oh, you get free tuition. Free tuition goes so far. Yeah, free tuition doesn't cover things like free books. tuition doesn't, doesn't cover. cover free tuition doesn't cover books. It doesn't cover living quarters. Well, I guess they could cover think, living quarters. I think, I think like it does. Tuition does. Never mind. Tuition does cover living quarters, but it doesn't cover like. Any like basic need costs other than living space. Like, yeah, you, you don't. You're not getting money for food unless you like get a meal plan involved. Which I mean, I don't know if they always do. I don't think they always do. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure if they always do. Like, what what do you want these kids to do? Is my question. Like, what do these kids have to do for them to earn money? Because D one athletes like, deserve money. The screwed up part is like if people try to help them, like oh my god, there's, there's, god forbid, oh my god, you can't even give them like clothes. Yeah. You can't give these people anything. They can't accept it's gifts. Un, it's unbelievable. Like, they can't accept. How, so like, why? What is the harm in accepting a gift or giving a D one athlete a gift? What is so harmful about that? Why do they need to be punished for that? I couldn't even like, begin to explain wait, to you the logic behind why? that. So like, there, uh, there is no logic behind that. It's just they are that disgusting. I, I remember in, in my sports management class back in like uh, February or something, we were talking about this. And um, my professor, he, he told us this story about like this one D1 athlete who like the school wasn't that great. And he was go they were going to some tournament or something. And he, the kid was like, the kid came from a really low income family and he couldn't really afford food or anything. So like right. he was starving. So like the night before the tournament, the coach decides to buy him a meal. And then like, there's like sanctions imposed on him. And I was just in shock. Like what, what harm is there? He, the kid, the coach was buying the kid like a $5 meal or something. If that has any effect I, on the competitive atmosphere, wow, how does that like break? Go I don't get. I don't see how that's that what has I any mean. effect on it. That's what I mean. This is how bad they are. You cannot even buy them. You can't like do anything. If you talking to them is almost a violation. Like it's unbelievable. They're a terrible organization. Yeah, and I I hate to end like the episode on this note, but I I needed. Deep down, I needed to say something about the NCAA and how they again handled the situation terribly. Because they, it's almost like they never handle anything right. They always get it wrong. Three games for hiding domestic abuse. Unbelievable. It's, it's That's just, that is disgusting. I believe, I believe I, Todd I, Gurley had something similar to that. Let me Todd, add. no, Todd Gurley got yeah, Todd Gurley got a couple games suspended too because he's I think. Either I think he sold his autograph. Yeah, or, yeah, I think that's what happened. I think, but he did get suspended for a couple games because, God forbid, you know, he made money. So you know, 
God forbid. You know, that's the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, a, yeah. You know a what person, happened? You know what happened? What do you do? Todd Gurley, 2014, he accepted $3,000 to autograph memorabilia for a bunch of dealers over a couple years when he was at Georgia. Oh, my God. He had to sit out, he had to sit out four games. He got that. more games for signing autograph. Think about this. I want you to think about this. Todd Gurley had a longer suspension than Urban Meyer for signing autographs. It's, it's Think ridiculous. about that. Think about that. It's unbelievable. I, I could rant about this for hours. I hate him. I hate the NCAA. It's it's corrupt, man. It's, it's fucked it, up. It's more than corrupt. It is beyond corrupt. So is FIFA, but we'll talk about FIFA another time. Because FIFA actually rigs their games and shit. And that's, no, FIFA is a whole other level of corrupt. That's, that's, that's a different time. But I think... Uh, I, I want to cool down, and I want to do the outro, so I'm not mad during the outro. So, if you listen this far, past the rant, past everything, thank you. We we can't even describe how much we appreciate listeners. Yes, of course. It, thank you so much. We appreciate the support, dedication that you guys have our, to us. Our week one, uh, it was great, nothing but positive responses, and we thank all of you for that yes absolutely and of course if you have any concerns any questions feel free to tweet at us uh, my twitter is at enmcusick spelled c-u-s-i-c-k bryce's is at it's briz at i-t-s-b-r-i-z-z feel, feel free to tweet at us about anything you know positive negative anything constructive anything you want to ask us feel free Absolutely. Thank you again if you listen this far. Um, we really we we can't describe how much we appreciate it. It's awesome. Yeah, this is just absolutely great. So uh, I think that'll just about do it. So uh, yeah. thank you for watching, and we will see you all next Saturday. Thank you very much, and have a great yep. day.